If you're yeah. not willing to test, especially in social media and marketing and you know business, if you're not willing to test a new product, a new idea, you're gonna get stuck and your competition's gonna go. Today's show is sponsored by WinTheHour, WinTheDay.com with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Do you want to know if your business is running as efficiently and as effectively as it could be? Take our win time back quiz. We have been working so hard on this. Listen, it takes like less than two minutes. It's completely free and you receive customized results instantly. It just totally opens your eyes. It helps you see your blind spots and just gives you actionable steps on how to improve. It's amazing. Check it out. We've been working so hard on it. Check out the link in our show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And I am your host, Chris Ward, and I'm super excited. We've got Doreen Morin Van Dam in the house, and she is so good. She is one of the extremely few people that I have brought back for a second time. She was with us way in the beginning, and she has got some fantastic nuggets to just change our whole view on everything today. Welcome to the show, Doreen. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back a second time. It's always fun to come back and talk about marketing, right? New things, what's happening in my world, what's happening in your world. Absolutely. Yes. And we've had some really interesting conversations. I thought, okay, you got to come back. So what we're going to talk about today, and I want to dive right into it, is you're passionate about agile marketing, correct? That's right. I discovered okay. it about three and a half years ago. Um, I got a client who was an agile coach, and I knew nothing about agile. So I started creating social media content um, for agilists and for other people who um and I, I had to dive in. And then about a year in, she sends me an article, my client, and she says, by the way, you can use Agile for marketing. And I was like, wait, what? And that started the journey for me. I was like, that totally makes sense. And I don't know. And now I can tell you and I can tell everybody else that's listening, you can also use Agile for anything that you want to plan. Plan a wedding, plan a trip, parenting. The okay, so hey, mindset and all of that can be applied to anything in life. Okay, so let's just get to the good stuff because we're all focused on our business. The heck with the rest of the stuff. Let's dive in. So let's talk about agile. We're in a couple minutes. What is agile marketing? What's it based on? 
Okay. It's based on the Agile Manifesto. You can read it at agilemanifesto.org. Um, it's a document that was put together in 2001 by 17 software engineers. It came okay. from the software development area where they wanted to produce a product, a minimal viable product faster, better. Okay. Um, and it's based on having different iterations. When you produce a product, you want to put a minimal viable product to market as fast as you can, get feedback, make it better, get more feedback, make it better, right? And so now that has kind of blown over to other areas of these big companies, right? Software development, they had an HR department, they had a finance department, sales department, and then it came to marketing. So not everything in that Agile Manifesto can be applied to marketing, but most of it can. And um, it all starts with having an Agile mindset. You need to have an Agile team, but each team member has to have that agile mindset because it's not about doing agile it's about being agile and that okay okay hold on i'm going to jump in here because you're saying some pretty i think important things that i want to unpack as we go all right yes so what i would say is we kind of i think most of us do understand this we do understand in the software industry, they are notorious for getting a minimal viable product to market. And we talk about that all the time. It's like, okay, you know what? Like, we're, And then we, the consumers, we're updating whatever the new features are. But more often than not, we're rebuying the second stage of that and paying more. And yet, as entrepreneurs, small business owners, all that stuff, we get caught up in the web of admin trying to get everything just so right. And I know I did this, especially in the beginning years of my business, thinking, oh, I have to look professional and I have to get it all so. And by the time I get it all so, you know, as I talk about now with what we do, everything is about getting ideas to execution, ideas to execution. So by the time I muddled around and got it all just so, first of all, four or five other people would be to the market quicker than me. And secondly, then you get feedback and you're like, oh, I thought they wanted this, but they want that. So, you know, I'm not my end user. So what a waste of time that was. So we understand the concept, but I think what you're now doing is you're bringing it to the forefront with a framework saying, let's just stop talking about that in theory and let's put things into play that we can build around. Is that correct? That is correct. And okay. instead of building a product, we're building a piece of content. So okay. instead of talking about building a car or building a piece of software or um, a new pair of jeans or an iPhone, right? We're talking about doing a blog post, a video series at an event, or even a podcast. How can you make that process agile? And that's what I'm talking about. And it's really interesting to me because I will tell you, I think for me, the most freeing thing that happened, I would say, in the last six months is I started, you know, uh, putting content on TikTok. And I don't know what about it is, or maybe it's the volume, or maybe it's the shortness of the videos or whatever, I, or maybe it's a community. I found them a little bit more forgiving. And I, and and maybe because, you know, they want, if, if the world's a perfect place, they encourage you to post several times a day. And so all of a sudden I was under the mindset now of the more times you get to bat, the more you're going to hit. And so instead of trying to do videos that are good and put out one per day or something, if you're putting out three per day, you're just getting feedback quicker. And so I was much more forgiving with myself than I had ever had before. Cause I think even on LinkedIn, you're like, Oh, okay. I gotta get this right. You know, put your shoulders back, be professional, but it, it's a real game changer. And it's freeing. If you understand now, I think maybe with you giving this a, a, a more sophisticated word Doreen, that all of a sudden we're like, okay, we can buy into the philosophy because, because we should have, we should have all known better sooner, really. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, the, the example I use is say you go to a three-day event, right? And you're the marketer that's tasked with getting um, uh, content at this event. Um, in the olden days, or maybe you're in a traditional marketing agency, or maybe you're that's how you were raised, or maybe that's how you run your business. You send somebody there, you you go to a trade show, and you say, take some pictures. So next week, we can talk about the trade show, right? That's kind of how a lot of us do it. What you should be doing is giving your marketers, the person who are on the floor, permission for those stories, for those reels, for the TikToks, to post in real time because that's the first iteration. You then get feedback. You're like, oh my gosh, where are you? We're here too. Come on down, right? We're going to go out to dinner. We're in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, you should go to this. And you're getting the feedback from your audience, from your online audience about what's happening. And more and more people will see your content. So that in the next, next iteration would be maybe tomorrow I do an interview with somebody who's there. Or maybe I'll do a bigger video and post it to Facebook. But every time you post that content in that two or three day trade show period, you're getting more feedback on what people want and what kind of content. So instead of sitting on that for three days and posting mm -hmm. it next week sometime, it's over and done with, you're right there in, in the midst of it and getting that feedback and getting the content that people want because you literally can ask this or that, who should I interview? I'm over here, who, is, who else is here that you know? What do you wanna see? You wanna see the latest innovations? right? And you go by them and interview them and, and go talk to people and show your audience that you're first to market, which is what you were talking about, right? Instead of yeah. waiting and sitting on it. You know what? So many things you brought up. So you, you keep, you referring to like bigger companies that they send somebody like a marketer to a trade show and you're doing that, I suspect, because this is where the origin came from. It was yes. coming from bigger companies. But as you know, us and everyone, other you, you guys out there, we're all small business owners, entrepreneurs. So the lesson is for us. So when we're at that trade show, when we're there, and I have to say too, after just talking to you about how freeing it is and how all this stuff, I'm much more liberated about it. I have to say, when you gave me that, that image, I was thinking, Ooh, you know what? I still probably might think, Oh, when I get home and I get organized and I go over my stuff. And then I, at least I have you know, a, a team in play and we're all about getting time back. So I, I have strengths and assets that most people don't have. But for most people, what would happen is you put it back, you come back, you know, to your office and then it just gets buried next week. You might not get it out for two weeks or then you don't remember what is this note to myself or it's not only are you not first to market, it gets diluted. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. And I'm a team. I do have an executive assistant and I do have a VA, but when I'm out and about, I take those pictures and I post them. I post the reels, I post the pictures. I, I put that out there because it's authentic. That's the other part and people, and you get feedback, especially when you go to an event, when you're either attending a conference or a trade show mm -hmm. or somewhere, if you, the business owner, take those selfies with people. When you and I met Chris, do you remember? Mm -hmm. We took a selfie yeah, together. How could anybody not remember? Yeah, <laughs> I actually walked up to you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So we took that picture and yeah. I think at that time I probably held on to it for a little longer than I should have. But what I should have done is at the end of day one, post all the people I've met, mm. like 10 amazing people, go right. follow them. That's what I would do now. You know, these are the people you want to meet. If you're here at this event, I just met 10 amazing people. You need to follow them too. go find them. And that's yeah. what I would do. And that makes 
makes the content better, then people are going to say, oh, well, there's another person there you need to meet and you have this conversation online and that, and it's better. And then at the end, you can always repurpose the best content because that's ultimately what we want. We want a blog, we want a YouTube video, but now you already know what content works best, right? So, well, this is so simple and I find it embarrassingly profound for me anyhow, because I think, oh my gosh, you're right. And then not only if it, if I put that up, let's say, you know, when we first met, TikTok wasn't either not around or very predominant for sure. I think we still musically, right? And so what would happen is now you're looking at maybe Facebook. I could have done that, but LinkedIn again, oh no, it's got to be all polished, right? But imagine now if you put a picture up of us together, I'm tagged in and I start and people see, oh yeah, I know Chris or I know Doreen. And all of a sudden, if nothing else, I'm going to be thankful that, you know, I'm getting some attention or traction or all this other stuff on social media, which is what we all want. So it's really a great way of establishing and making effective relationships. Like it's the biggest compliment you can have is give somebody attention online, right? So it, it serves on so many levels, I guess is my point. Right. And then, um, and that's where you're at an event, but say you're a solopreneur and you're working with a vendor or, you know, I don't know um, exactly what industry all of um, the listeners are in, but you can also be very agile. I have clients who I do coaching with and we're coming up with content ideas together. One way that we're very agile is we work in Google Docs. Because yeah. when we work in Google Docs together, I can see which, what they write. They can see what I write. Yes. And so instead of waiting for a monthly meeting or a weekly meeting, um, I have found that the more I meet with them and the more I tag them and get them involved in the content, they take ownership. So there is this thing that, and you might have heard of this, is have you ever heard of the play the rock game, bring me a rock game, Chris? No. Okay, so I used to play this with my clients. My clients would say, bring me a rock, right? It would be like, make me a flyer. I would spend three hours making a flyer, I would present it to them. They go, oh, well, it needed to be a different size. So I would go back and reformat it. Oh, I really like my logo on it. That's the old logo. Can you add the new logo? And then I present, I go, oh, you know, and that, that's playing the rock game. Bring me a rock. You, they never set a goal. They didn't set parameters. And so when you. So is the idea that you would keep bringing them the wrong rock? Yeah, because you don't know what rock you're bringing them because they just call it a rock. Right. Right. And so the agile way would be to say, um, you know, I want a rock. I want it to be round. I want it to be stripy. It needs to be glittery. It needs to be blah, blah, blah. And you give the parameters. And then when you deliver that, that's exactly what they want because you know what they wanted. And so the agile way is then to go work together with people. So, um, and that's being agile, right? The other way to do it, instead of saying, um, I'm going to bring you that rock today, said, let's look for the rock together, right? Mm -hmm. And just find out. And then what I usually do is I have rock A and B, which one is the one that you like best? A, okay, we're going to put A and we're going to make three versions of A. Now, do you like A1, A2, or A3? And I'm using rocks, but it could be a flyer. It could be a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. you know, and so that involves the client. So actually what I have learned when I'm agile with my clients is that I meet more often, but, we but it's get more, more effective. Stuff done. It's more effective. Yeah. Exactly. 
Oh my gosh. So I'm pretty proud of me at this moment because this is how well, we, people in the winner's circle, we talk to them about meeting with their team. And when we help them hire, train, and onboard, the only time it's ever going to fail is if you're not meeting, we call them scrums, little scrums based on the book yeah. Scrum and you rugby and you get the ball up the field, a mini little scrum. And to me, that time together is not about supervising them and giving them work and checking out like the whole parentified archaic corporate thing. It's about us collaborating so that, you know, like today we were trying to combine something with our social media strategy. It, it was this plan for the calendar and we were trying to combine a, a, a spreadsheet that we're no longer using into something new. And that would be something we never would, they would never go off and do that by themselves because we're creating, I don't, we're building something and I don't know is this going to work? What are we looking for? Okay. If we do it this way, what if we do that? So you have to do that together. So really proud that I think is our biggest strength is we are agile. So yes. enough about me, but we talk, you about are agile and scrum <laughs> scrum is actually an agile framework. Did oh, you know that? Yay. Yes, it is scrum. It's scrum and Kanban. And so scrum is really time boxed and Kanban is not, but yeah. um, if from, again, they're from the software industry. So when we talk about marketing, most marketers take a little bit from Scrum, a little bit from Kanban, and they make it into Scrum Band. Wow. Look at me, I'm own, cutting edge. I cutting know. Edge. <laughs> they make up their own framework. So yeah, it's really cool. Okay. So we talk about being agile and we're going to talk about relentless. We talked about relentless improvements. So the next element of that is continuous curiosity. Yeah. So there's four elements to okay. having an agile mindset. And they, the four of them are relentless improvements, which we just talked about, continuous curiosity. You have to always be willing to learn new things. Always be curious. What's the next new feature? What's the next big thing in your industry? You need to be able to learn. You need to be able to practice, right? And everybody on your team, but especially the C-suite, you know, if you're the owner, you need to have that curiosity. You can't get stuck. If you're stuck, you're not agile, right? The next one is team collab. And you just talked about that, you know, building yeah. things together and getting input from everybody. Every voice in the room needs to be heard. Really, really important. And then the last one, which is a really hard one to wrap your head around, but it's a willingness to fail. If you do okay. not have a willingness to fail as a business owner, you're not going to meet success because you're going to stop trying. And so will your team. You're not going to be okay. motivated to try. Okay. So I think a lot of us have that continuous curiosity because we've got that hunger. We want to, that's why we're in business for ourselves. Cause you just want this ferocious appetite to get to the next thing and your next idea. Right. So the team collaboration, that's very interesting to me as well, because I often talk to people about that and we are really big on how do you give that team that whether it's one person, your VA, whatever, this, the support, the strength and the safety for them to have ideas, because you can go around and say all the time, oh, I want somebody to have ideas or to take risks. I'm not looking for someone just to be an order taker. I want you to chime in until then they have an idea you don't like and you make a little face, Right. I, I often give this story that my husband used to, you know, if he thought somebody was, you know, mean to me or I had a hard day, you know, he would go and get me these little ice cream cones that I like, you know, from the corner store or whatever. And he'd walk in at eight o'clock at night and hand them to me. And I'd be like, I don't need this. Like, this is, I, I don't need to have ice cream at eight o'clock at night, right? This is not helpful to me, right? But I ate it, right? <laughs> so, so, 
So what I said and what I did was different. So a lot of people will say, oh, we want risk takers and idea makers and all these other things. And then you go, well, that, you know, then there's a social cue that, oh, whatever. So I think that team collaboration of setting it up. So like, look, we're all about this is I think so important that it's part of this process, because I think it's the one that gets skipped over saying it, but putting them in a position where it's encouraged and supported is very different. Right. And it's really important to, um, you know, read the room and whether you're a virtual team or whether you're in, in, in the room with them to look at body language, especially, and to, um, have everybody go around. And one is one practice, you know, cause we have agile values and principles and one agile practice that goes along with this team collab is, um, a daily standup meeting. And if you're working, whether you're remote or in person, it could be as little as a 15 minute meeting where everybody on the team answers three questions. What did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? And where am I stuck? And when Ah. everybody does that and talks about when they're stuck, the team collab comes in because it could be like, well, I'm stuck because I'm waiting for Jenny's thumbnails for the videos and video editing, but Jenny didn't get me the thumbnails yesterday. And Jenny goes, well, I'm stuck because... My daughter was sick and I, you know, I couldn't finish that. But then Chris could come in and say, well, I have access to that same tool. Doreen, I'll help you so you can get unstuck and move on with your video editing. That's team collab. But that happens when you have that daily check-in, that daily stand-up meeting where everybody answers the same three questions. What did I do yesterday? What do I plan to do today? And where am I stuck? And that stuck piece is really important. Yeah. And again, I'm going to pull you back a little bit because we're talking to people with much smaller teams, but even with, I argue that with a smaller team, whether it's one person or two, or maybe even three, that's even more important. And again, I guess I'm really feeling like it's really, I think it's really great when sometimes, you know, that you're on the right path. It's sort of like if you're driving and you think you're a little bit lost and you think, oh, I should slow down. Cause I don't know if I'm on the right path here. Um, I'm super excited because we, since I don't know, the last 10 years, like right from the beginning, I always ask them, what's your strength? What's your struggle? Right. So I'm halfway there because you're right. The struggle told me like, oh, well, I'm trying to get this done. Wait, let me see that. Oh, we don't need that for two more weeks. You know, it just, it just unclogged the system. So super important. So team collaboration, fantastic. Now, probably the one that we can talk about all day long, but it's still a little bit more gut wrenching. <laughs> Willingness to fail, willing to fail. So tell we've all heard it. Yes, fail quickly, all that stuff. What's tell me, remind us again why we really have to embody that. Because we have to try new things. If you're yeah. not willing to test, especially in social media, in marketing, in you know, business, if you're not willing to test a new product, a new idea, you're going to get stuck and your competition is going to go past you. But even if you have a team of one or two or three, which is my team is very small. um, If I don't let them fail and try things that they come up with, they're going to stop being creative. They're going to stop being productive and they're going to stop being motivated. Those are the three things. Motivation is going to go down. Productivity and creativity is going to go down. So in order for them, the willingness to fail comes from within, but the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, That I'm allowing them to fail Mm. comes from me 
if mm. I am uh, their manager or if I'm the CEO of the company, right? That you, everybody has to be able to not just be willing to fail, but has to be allowed to fail. The failure- And almost even encouraged. Okay. Right, to try yeah. new things, absolutely. Yeah, and I wanted to just make a point of the daily standup. I started that practice by myself. Every day oh. I would do this, a daily standup meeting on my standing desk by myself. I did this yesterday, I'm gonna do this today, and here's where I'm stuck. And usually when I'm stuck, I'm going to eat that frog and do that first thing, or I'm going to make that phone call. I'm stuck because I got too many things on my plate, or I'm stuck here because I didn't do this yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So even with yourself, being honest with yourself, that's how I started. Just be really being honest and having that meeting, just sitting so here going, you missed this. <laughs> you dropped the ball, Doreen. So ball. interesting. Okay. I read a book once and, you know, both of us, we have the luxury. We both have standing desks. So it doesn't really weigh heavily on me, but the, what their argument was, if you couldn't have a meeting where you could stand the whole time, the meeting was not done well. Right. So there's that. Then it's really interesting to me as well. I'm right now in reading the Bezo letters of, about Amazon and how it all unfolded. And they're iteration like they're so very clear on things that failed that brought them to the next place right that they're like okay this didn't work they tried to apparently I, I missed the boat on this one I guess it failed so quickly but they were trying to have a section where you could bid on like eBay well that didn't work and then they tried a different version of having consumers Amazon products and then people that could sell on Amazon, but weren't Amazon themselves. Well, that was a sec separate section that failed and then they brought it all together in the marketplace, but they're very clear on how their, their biggest strength they feel is having, they're saying, oh my gosh, so we've got 6,000 employees and we want 6,000 really unique brains that come to it. Not the person up in the office that isn't on the floor trying to come up with ideas. So they, they credit, I guess what you're talking about here, your formula, you know, the, what you're so passionate about, they credit all this type of stuff to their evolution, to their strength and how they became like the, the fastest growing company in the history of time. It also reminds me, this is a really quick example. Um, is I remember when I first started this podcast and I was putting the cover and I put it in, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, I put it in a Facebook group and it was a very large group. And normally I'd be like, okay, I'll just come up with a cover, but I was trying to be a big girl and I put it in the group and said, okay, give me your feedback. They ripped it to shreds. It was just like brutal. It was unnecessary. And I, everything I wanted to do was just take it down. And I was like, okay, never mind. And then somebody said to me that was much more like really accomplished said, Chris, aren't you happy that you found that out in two hours instead of in two months? But at the time I felt like I just got kicked around a lot, but that was like, oh, okay, well, where else would I've gotten that feedback and that volume with that passion? So we did change the cover. Clearly they were right. I just felt they could have been gentler about it, but you're right. Fail quickly, get it done, be agile, move on. And, and, and don't own the hurts, just grow from it really quickly. Absolutely. Another famous uh, person who did that. And he, he, Henry Ford, there's a quote by him that says, if I'd asked the people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Right. Yes. And he yeah. failed twice before in 1904, finally came out with the Model A. You know, that's uh, it, it, it. He failed. He, he didn't do what he set out to do originally. But then he was a successful pioneer, entrepreneur um, and mm. a builder. So, yeah, he, he failed. There's lots of examples like that. But people usually don't know what they want. And so if you have that vision, if you 
if you tell your team they can fail, if you tell yourself and you're willing to fail and pull yourself back up, um, that's when you're agile. So um, that's when you'll be successful because those that don't try. Yeah. Okay. So then we just have a couple minutes left tying this into content which is very interesting to me because sometimes way back in the beginning, the first time I used like a social media, whatever platform, organize, whatever content manager, it, it, you get so you can get seduced into writing some copy and then go, oh, this platform rotated for me and come out every three weeks, whatever, right? And all of a sudden you're realizing, oh, I'm reading that, that should have been better or that's outdated, what have you. So I do think there's definite problems with that. So when you talk about content under the umbrella of content and social media, what does that look like for you? Again, I guess just, as you are, when you're something you've got, you've got your form, you've got your stuff in the queue that's going to go out. But if something comes up, just being raw with it and adding it to the mix instead of putting it through the process. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Done is better than, than yeah. you know, perfect. So um, I use a scheduling tool and it's literally okay. da- drag and drop. So I might fill, say, especially on LinkedIn, which is my favorite right now. So I might fill it up with three or four posts for the week. Um, But then if I want to post something, I'll just go into the stool. I'll drag whatever was supposed to be posted today to next week or next Friday or whatever. And I'll post something on the go. And you have to be willing to do that. Right. And then the other thing I just, you know, I've been doing this, like instead of rewriting and like come up with one piece of content and make it amazing. Right. And spend all this time. Why don't you think of one concept you want to explain to somebody, write one description and then write it, rewrite it four more times. You Mm, would have five different ways to say the same thing and you can post all of them. And then after three or four months, when you've posted them, see which, which resonated with your audience, right? You're saying the same thing. Say you want to teach, you say you want to talk about, you know, when the hour, when the day, you know, and explain the podcast who it's for, right? Five different descriptions, five different ways. You can, you know, click through, you can measure it and see what resonated with your audience, right? right. That's being agile. That's, that's, you know, using the content for that. Um, and I think it's really important to point out too, that to try things, we, you actually were the one who commented on that, where, you know, the LinkedIn experts say you should only post a link in every 24 ah. hours. Yeah. And, you know, we follow this rule. And then I one day had posted something and then something came up. I'm like, this is important. I posted it. It kind of did okay. And then I saw an amazing share. I shared it. 32,000 people reach on this one thing that I, wow. I just saw it. I knew it. I was agile. I'm like, this would resonate with my audience. I'm going to share it. I posted it three times in one day. Totally broke the rule. That's okay. I don't know if I can replicate it, but that's okay too, right? There's always a learning lesson in this, but that's the part of being agile. Don't be so rigid. Here's the thing that I'm going to tell you. Definitely plan, definitely make a strategy. Your tactics can change. That is a really powerful point. And also I think too, you get seduced into being this really obedient rule follower in every platform. And then and then half the time you hear stuff, you're like, I don't I heard that. Who says that was valid anyhow? Right. So you're totally right. It's like, I was like, I read that post. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I was only supposed to post it once a day because often I post two, like there might be a video and written content. And then now I'm getting caught up in, oh, am I supposed to be following that rule? So I guess also the agility buys into be agile, 
even when you're on different platforms, you know what? That was a really powerful lesson. Now, because of people like you, we might find out in three months from now, oh, you know what really does well on LinkedIn? <laughs> really, this is when you do this because people like Doreen have figured it out and she did that and LinkedIn paid attention to it and said, you know what? Our users want this, so this is our new rule. So being agile and not getting caught up into this falsehood of a veneer professional look and then thinking that you have to follow the rules of engagement that half the time you don't even know where they came from anyhow. Right, and and this is the curiosity part, right? continuous curiosity, always learn, always test, always be on the lookout for new things. Why are, why is this working so well? All the new trends that's happened that are happening on TikTok and Instagram and with the reels. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to follow everything, but be curious and see what's happening, right? Make those, um, inferences on what's happening on TikTok right now. I know you see it too. Those um, side by sides videos where it's the same Mm -hmm. person talking, but they have two personalities. Yeah. People love that right? Yeah, it's yeah. A, Erica, the lawyer and Erica, the whatever. And she's talking yeah. to, to herself. That's a trend that's working right now. In three months, who knows? Right. right. So don't right. put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. If it works okay. for you, great, but go, go, go test things that work for you. Be unique, be different, break the rules. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Doreen, you are a treat. There is a really good reason we brought you back. Where can people find more of your excellence? Um, LinkedIn is where okay. I am most. Uh, I do hang out on Facebook. I'm a community manager, so I do. I am active in Facebook groups and feel f- feel free to send me um, a Facebook friend request. I absolutely accept those. Um, but I love LinkedIn, Doreen Moore and Van Dam on LinkedIn, Orange Glasses. You'll recognize me. Um, my company is more in media and, um, you know, check me out and just send me a note when you connect with me on LinkedIn and say, Hey, I heard you on with Chris. I would love to connect. Um, that way I know you're not just spamming me. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. And everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Bye everybody. Hey everyone, don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.